0: Welcome to this edition of the IWI's CFITrainer.net podcast. Today, we're going to talk about the National Association of State Fire Marshals' Conquering the Unknowns Research, published in 2014, and their subsequent Closing the Loop initiative. First, a little background before we talk to today's guest. The National Association of State Fire Marshals Fire Research and Education Foundation received a Fire Prevention and Safety Grant from FEMA's Assistance to Firefighters Grant Program to study the problem of unknown fire causes in the National Incident Reporting System, also known as NFRS. NASFM conducted in-depth interviews with fire department personnel, as well as an online survey with nearly 3,500 fire department representatives to try to determine why a significant number of fires reported in ENFERS, many of which were serious and fatal fires, were classified as undetermined cause and or missing data about the cause. The significant number of undetermined fire causes jeopardizes the validity of decisions based on ENFERS data, including decisions on research allocation, hazard, and risk identification, development of targeted prevention programs, and determination of training priorities. The goals of the research were the following. To obtain a better understanding of why a large percentage of the area of origin of fires are being reported as undetermined or left blank, and the causal elements of the fires are being reported as undetermined or not reported at all, or inappropriately coded as none in fire incident data to report on findings with an emphasis on strategies for how departments can overcome barriers for more effective fire data reporting, and to identify gaps that may exist in available resources to educate and train fire department personnel on complete and accurate recording and reporting of fire data, and to create a plan for developing and updating needed resources in the future. Obviously, this issue is of tremendous concern to fire investigators who are the ones responsible for determining cause and origin of fires. Where was the breakdown in the system that has led to such a data gap about fire causes? What is being done to address the problem? What is the role of individual fire investigators in closing this gap? Here to talk about NASFM's findings and discuss these questions is Jim Narva. He's the executive director of the National Association of State Fire Marshals and a former Wyoming State Fire Marshal himself. Director Narva, welcome to the CFITrainer.net podcast.
1: Thanks, Rod. I appreciate uh, the opportunity to to talk a little bit about uh, our report and research findings and specifically how they uh, address uh, unknown data and uh, some of those issues that, that plague all of us in the fire service.
0: We're very grateful for your time. First, can you give us a sense of the scope of the problem of unknowns in the Enforce database? How big is the problem that you
1: studied? Rod, the problem is really pretty significant and and and, and really trying to determine just how significant really points back to the problem of unknowns. Uh, you know, the information that we don't know uh, it tends to have a snowball effect, and, and when we don't know the cause or origin, Particularly, the cause of a fire or it's marked unknown. It's really difficult to get a, a true grasp of the problem or the issue, and in many times, the total number of blank uh, responses or unknown entries is often larger than some of the important categories that are that are subcategories. So, uh, back to that point of unknowns, it's it's a large issue and. Uh, Everyone recognizes that, including the United States Fire Administration.
0: What were the issues that the research identified, and and what recommendations did you make to address each of them?
1: We had a a number of recommendations that came out of of this research and report, uh, specifically uh, as it deals with uh, either not included or underreported information in MFRS uh, we have what's called, what we've termed closing the loop. And, uh, whether a cause is determined or remains undetermined after an investigation, it's important that fire departments, quote, close the loop, unquote. And, and they do that by updating the data and the codes in the Emford incident report. Uh, many cases we found that, uh, they're just, uh, fire departments or investigators are simply attaching an investigation report to the incident report. Uh, that doesn't allow for those using the data, analyzing it, uh, to find any of the causal information to be included in analysis because the investigative report is not essentially part of the incident report. So what we need is, uh, or what the recommendation is, is that, uh, We go in after the uh, investigator has completed their investigation, go back into the incident report and uh, read it and update it so that the accurate information uh, is in there. You know, the initial incident report is typically is by the company officer or one of the firefighters, but uh, they don't do the complete investigation. They may do that preliminary work and turn it over to a, a more seasoned investigator or someone who that whose job that is to do. So um, they take a look at those items, but it's really just going in and updating the data that's in there and trying to create education about the importance of doing that. Absent that updated data, there uh you know, the the incident report stands as it was submitted. We really need to take and address that issue.
0: Can you talk a little bit about liability concerns?
1: Yeah, that, that's another one of those, and it, it actually was was uh, another recommendation that came out of the the research and and report, and it's it's really clearing this litigation cloud. And uh, NFPA nine twenty one, which is the guide for fire and explosion investigations, are Research had found it's had a pretty chilling effect on fire officials and their willingness to put down a cause if they're not 100% sure of what it is. You know, even in NFPA 921, it doesn't require 100% certainty. But the perception is that we found is is that it that it does require 100% certainty. And so they are, they fear, and, and the quote that we heard a number of times in this research was that they would be hung out to dry in court if they put down any kind of cause at all. So there's that hesitancy that, uh, you know, particularly that preliminary investigation that, that goes into the incident report. You know, those are not necessarily seasoned fire investigators and, and they're concerned about that, uh, that liability that's out there. So, uh, whether that exists in reality or or not is, you know, is determined on a case by case, but uh, our perception and and those that that we worked with and interviewed that uh, you know, if you do it in good faith and without malice um and then follow it up with the investigators uh putting their information their investigative information updating those codes into the incident report that we'll get a much better picture of what the real fire problem is in our country.
0: Okay, so basically what we're saying is is hey, you know, folks, do everything uh in good faith and do it with the best information you can provide.
1: Yeah. Yep. And 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 an incident report and and an investigative report, you know, our the experience that we found was that they're treated differently in, in lawsuits, in courtrooms and uh, so we want to try and draw the distinction between those two types of reports. And, you know, I've I've gone over those a bit as to who does the incident and who does the investigative report. So the idea is it has to be a team effort uh, to complete that investigation and to complete the report so that we're getting accurate information into the system. On a national level, but that that information is also very important to in a local jurisdiction to the local fire department. It's not just to get a handle on what's what the cause of fire and uh, cause and origin within our country and where to address those resources, but it goes all the way down to the state and local level as well um without good data, it's really hard to address a air problem and uh or even to know what it is, so it all starts with that data and those investigative and incident reports.
0: And, and as you know, I've been around the fire investigation field working with you folks, luckily for many years, um, and I, I know the importance uh, that the fire investigators, the, especially the best ones, put on the data that they collect. How can we, is there something you can say or, or is there a process that you can offer for them to help develop a team or collaboration where they can share this expertise and resources?
1: you know a, a a large part of it is is exactly what we're we're doing uh with this conversation today is is trying to develop develop a team and address those issues uh that came about and are identified in the report but came about through our research and work on it it takes a team approach to it um and that begins with with even basic training uh of not only investigators but the fire service in general of the value of data and that there really is something that happens to it. You know, there's a, a perception, and again we we we've kind of used a, a, a catchy little phrase for, for each of these recommendations, but one of them uh, is to fill the black hole. And that's uh that's really to for training for chiefs, uh fire chiefs, for officers, for frontline personnel. On the concept and reasons behind the need for reporting. Um, so it starts out with those folks. Uh, if, if they don't do a, a good job and a complete job on their, <clears throat> excuse me, on their incident report, then there's not a lot for the, the trained investigator to go in and, and add to. So it's really, from a team approach, everybody has to be on board, uh, starting with the fire chief and it, and it goes on down to the rank and file firefighters. About the value of it and, and the need for data and, and how and what that means to their local department as well as their state and family. A key piece that, that we found, and I, I think it's something we can relate to, to most any, uh, situation is we need a, in, in this case, we advocate, uh, finding a data champion within the department. So somebody who understands the need for data, loves it, enjoys it, likes the report side of it, and really advocates and helps instill that uh, that knowledge and that value of data within the department. So having a champion, then also having folks, everyone uh, understand the value of the program, the value of collecting data, the value of accurate data and then wrapping it up and, and making sure that those reports are submitted as timely and as accurately as possible. You know, part of it, we all think that once that incident report is, is filed, that it's final, that you can't do anything to it. So part of that education is, is making folks aware, just like we're doing in our conversation today, that you can go back in and alter those incident reports. And uh, that's where that investigator can go in and change the codes. If they've determined a different uh, cause or origin, then that's that's absolutely fine. Go in and make it make those changes so that what we submit is accurate.
0: That's an excellent point. I think a lot of times with software or, or you know, you used to hear it with digital photography, um, you know, I, once I lay it down, I, I can't touch it. And uh, in a reporting system, it's obviously a very different thing. Um, the idea is you're adding data, you're making it better. So uh, glad you said something about that. I'm 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 also thinking about what I've heard over the years, and I'm glad you corrected me. It's Enfers uh, with the NFERS system. You know about its usability. Can you talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, it is. Uh, you know, ha- having started out as a as a rank and file uh, firefighter and working through the ranks to then as the, the state uh, where we were super collection for the state um you know it, it 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 does seem overly complex it doesn't appear to be user friendly i think those are all fair and valid concerns um it's really difficult to uh, to to pinpoint what data we need to collect cuz ev- everybody's got a different idea and they have a different idea based upon what they need locally, what the state might need, and uh, and also what the federal, uh, the national level needs. So there is there is uh, a need to move forward. This project, uh, it was one of the recommendations that came out of it is that we need to look at, very seriously, we need to look at version 6.0 for ANFERS. Um, we've been on NFERS first five O for well over a decade, I want to say about fifteen years. Well, there's a whole lot of new causes that are out there. Uh, you know, technology has changed. There's just no way within a system to identify everything that could possibly cause a fire or the origin of it. So that it has to be generalized somehow. Uh so that that really part of it, it's time to uh to look to move forward and uh and uh, update the MFERS. It's viewed as complex and not user-friendly, and it's also viewed that I just put all this information in and nobody looks at it, nobody uses it, and so it drops into the black hole, so to speak. So we've got a a lot of education, again, on that piece, um, and we've been working closely and and communicating with the U.S. Fire Administration, who I mentioned addresses this and, and collects the data as well as uh, folks from NFPA, the National Fire Protection Association, to address it. Uh, they do a great job with data as well at, uh, at the NFPA, but we all have to get on the same page, decide what these elements are that we want to capture uh, as, as we move forward, and then make it customizable in some manner so that, uh, so that a local or state jurisdiction has the ability to collect the information that they need but it also provides the information that the federal government or the state needs. Not everybody needs the same information so we need a system that's got some flexibility and uh, and the ability to customize it a bit and with today's technology and where we are 15 years later uh, since the last version was released is tremendous. So it, it's not something that can't be done. Uh, it just seems to be a lack of will on the part of, of, of securing the funding. And we all know the the dollars are tight and we have to spend them wisely. But uh, if we're ever going to get a handle on fire data and the fire problem and an accurate handle on our fire problem, we're going to have to do something with the data collection system.
0: It's funny, you know, if you were a private sector business, you wouldn't move forward without the data, and the reason would be addressing, you know, you'd be addressing your the concern that you've just brought up, you know, as a taxpayer or as a leader, uh, you wouldn't want to make decisions without good information. Um, there was one other issue I was thinking about, and and I was looking over my notes here, you know, talking about protocols um, and the systems that are out there to improve how how people in the fire service use ENFERS, um relating to quality assurance, quality control. Can you can you talk a little bit about
1: that? The policy or standard operating procedure that we found that that really addressed the issues and one that we believe could be a model for other fire department uh, came from Penn Sock, and New Jersey Fire Department. It's a, they've got a four-page document, uh, standard operating procedure that stood out and it's really because of its clarity and conciseness. You know, it talks about and addresses all those things that we've discussed today. describes why data collection is important, so we've addressed the education. It states who has the responsibility to put uh input the data into the system. You know, everybody wants to point a finger at someone else. It's your job. But it really clarified who that is, whether it's the firefighter, the company officer, the fire chief and administrative person who it is. It explains the basics of writing a report. Uh, it also specifies when those reports must be completed, so you can't really put them off. Um, you can't delay them. They need to be done promptly. It emphasizes quality control and accuracy within these incidents and investigative reports. It addresses the procedure for making corrections. So, again, back to that point, uh, you can open an incident report and make changes, make corrections, all of those types of things. So, it addresses that. And then it also provides some references for additional information. Um, So, kind of a a six- or seven-step process there. So, that, that policy or that model guideline is out there for folks to use. Uh, like I mentioned, it's included in our report. So I would encourage anyone that, that's interested in the issue of, of data collection and how it impacts that, that question of unknowns within uh, fire investigation or the response on our MFRS report that they look at this report. Uh, it's really broken into pretty simple and easy-to-understand uh, pieces. Some of those pieces may work within their department, others uh others may not some may already be incorporated into their system but it's kind of an overall process of how to gather and collect that data and address this large number of unknowns now there's always going to be unknown causes of fires i mean that that that's goes without saying essentially but we've got to somehow reduce those that are considered unknown for reasons that that uh, that are out there, such as, well, you know, not completing the data, not following it up, the fear of litigation, all of those elements that we've discussed, they're just not good excuses. Um, so, so finding and addressing those unknown causes and, and doing it accurately and timely should significantly reduce that and give us a better picture of unknown fires and, and fire in general within our country.
0: Since your study and report has been issued, um, what are some of the issues that you identified in the report? What what did you decide to do?
1: The piece that we could do from, from an association perspective is to try and get the material out, get the information out, and educate. Now, we don't have the ability to to compel anyone to do anything. These purely are, are recommendations that that came out of the research, uh, five, five record recommendations. Uh, we've talked about most of those and trying to, to spread that word. And then we want to work with the United States fire administration, uh, to, to try and improve and come up, develop, I guess, and for 6.0. So we have submitted a proposal and are waiting word, uh, on that right now uh, in a federal the fire prevention and safety grant program, which is part of uh, the AFG grant. I think all the firefighters uh, uh, understand that one, uh, that program very well. But we're looking at it not to build for 6.0, but to begin to really define what those elements are. What are those elements of data that we need to collect? And, and so that when we can put this framework together and then go to work and we have to understand USFA can't really go to work to secure the money federally, but they need all of the, uh, related organizations to help do that and to kind of carry the water. They can't go to Congress and, and particularly ask for that money. Uh, so we need to work with them to do it. So we, we're focused on, on education, awareness, and then uh, really setting the framework so that we can begin to to have a system that collects what we need and what we need individually and, and at the state and federal level.
0: Okay. You mentioned two things that I want to give people, and then I have a question, two more. Um, your website, where there is more of this information, you want to give us the URL for that? We'll put it at the end of the podcast.
1: That would be great. Um, it's www.com. FireMarshals.org forward slash fire incident data. And that fire incident data is all one word. And the report, uh, there's, there's about six or eight different pieces, uh, broken out at that website. Uh, the one with the full report is called the NAFSAM Foundation Final Report, Conquering the Unknowns.
0: Okay. And that's um, the, the general name of the website, just in case somebody's on the move here, is www.firemarshals.org. That's correct. Can you talk about, um, as we wrap up, sort of what's the role of the individual fire investigator in these solutions? What, what, what do you want them to do? What do you think they should be doing?
1: Yeah, you know, it goes back to one of the earlier things that, that we talked about, and it's, it's ensuring you know, they've got an expertise and an experience that exceeds the average line firefighter as it comes to investigating fires. So uh, we think it's important that that investigator uh, take on that responsibility. They've got the credentials, they've got the experience to make sure that the fire is not only investigated completely and accurately, but that the incident report is updated. um, To assume that just to to attach their report is going to get it into the system is is inaccurate. So, having them kind of take on that responsibility to make sure that the incident report is updated is is one of the largest pieces. I think understanding also the value of data is they know that uh, if they can't identify the the, the fire cause and origin, um, then we really don't know the problem. So they can be part of that champion for data collection by being the champion to make sure that those reports are pleaded and submitted.
0: And updating those codes is, is part of that initiative you spoke of,
1: closing the loop. Absolutely. Updating the codes, and that's what I mean. Just make sure it's complete and that their findings, their investigative results are part of that incident report. So they update the codes if the cause is found to be something different after investigation then update it that that's a big piece
0: so um i guess i you know i i just want to say thank you uh this is a critical issue for fire investigators and the fire service and and frankly a lot of taxpayers and anybody who's trying to figure out how to better deal with the problem of fire um and you know w- when you talk about just one or two simple takeaways just going in there and keeping that report alive updating the codes um, and moving forward, anything else you want to add before we say goodbye?
1: No, I th- I I think we uh, covered it covered it well, and it, it really is. While it's a, a long report and it was a, a year long effort to research it, they're pretty simple findings that I think people understand and can grasp easily, and, and can make changes within their department or within the investigative world to ensure that they happen. They're they're pretty simple. Close the loop. Let's clear up this litigation cloud. Uh, we need to educate uh, everybody from the rank and file on up. So there's some pretty simple recommendations that we, we hope are, are useful and can, can really move the needle forward as, as we progress so that when we do get a new data collection system in this country for, for fire incident reporting that we're, we've done the education side about uh, and uh, maybe they'll all come together at the right time, and and we can really make a difference and begin to better understand what the fire problem is in our country.
0: Well, thank you very much, Director Narva. I, I'm very grateful for your time. I know everybody at the IWI and those who uh, check in with us here at CFITrainer.net are grateful for your contribution and time.
1: Thank you for the opportunity and and for the interest in it. We hope that uh, folks go out and and look at the report and implement. Uh, what fits for their community with the common goal of, of better and more accurate information, investigative information, uh, to help us uh, begin to get our our minds around what the real problem is. So thank you for the opportunity.
0: That concludes this podcast. Stay safe, and we'll see you next time on CFITrainer.net. For the IWI and CFITrainer.net, I'm Rod Ammon.